Welcome back, you guys. Hello, and welcome back. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, so happy as usual. As always. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Cindy. And my name is Paige. And we are the host of Mom's, Mom's the Word. Word. Where mom knows best. Or at least she is trying her best. Yes, we are. <sighs> she is. Very tired. <laughs> I'm yes. tired. I'm yes, so tired. <laughs> yeah, day. I'm going through four-month sleep regression, and I thought we'd be through it. No, we're not. I feel like there's always something coming. Oh, every time you master something, boom, something <laughs> and, new. And I have two babies, so yeah. <laughs> they're 10 months apart. And so I'm like, one hits one, then the next one hits one. So mm-hmm. sleep who? Mm-hmm. We'll sleep later. <laughs> yeah. That's why I nap every day. Don't hate the nap. What do they say? You'll sleep when you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. nap, though. I'm a napper. You are a napper, like a daily napper. I wish you were a napper. I do sometimes. Yeah, you do. I, I do I'll sometimes. catch you sometimes. My, my problem is that sometimes I'll nap, and then I'll be up until, like, midnight because I did take a nap, and I just cannot get myself to go back to sleep. And then the next morning, I'm exhausted. So it's almost like, that okay, if I'm so tired that I want to take a nap today, tomorrow I'm going to feel the pain from it because I'm going to be so tired in the morning. I do agree with that. Sometimes I, so, I do that to myself, especially if I get, like, a two-hour nap. Yeah done for <laughs> that and I started getting into the habit of like when I lay the baby down like I would nap too and then at night I would read and that makes it even worse because mm. then I just read and read keep and going read and, and read going. and then it's 2 a.m and I'm right. like oh shit I need to go to bed uh-huh. <laughs> like I need to go to sleep yeah and so my you know my little itty bitty she still wakes up yeah. and so like if I stay up late till midnight I'm like oh my god she's gonna be up in like an hour yeah so then I'm like oh let me just stay up till then and it's not good yeah it's, it's never not good. it's never good it's like either stay up till then and you're exhausted or fall asleep and then like the second you fall asleep she wakes up yeah so that's why I'm a firm believer of naps because I, I'm never getting enough sleep yeah. well, I will you know I will one day <laughs> it's a good way for you to reset yourself though you know what works for you oh, yeah, and how like sure. you show up the best oh yeah so I think that that's why you like to nap because I I know for me, I'd be exhausted. No. So it wouldn't work for me. Yeah. I, I have to take squeezes of naps in there, especially like I get really overwhelmed when my anxiety is high. I'm out. Yeah. Like if you see me like sleeping a long time, it's because my anxiety is high. I, I nap. I will say that if I'm having like a particularly anxious like month or I'm just going through something mentally, I do sleep a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot more. I'll fall asleep during the day. I'll definitely yeah. um, nap at, or earlier, I should say. I fall asleep earlier at night yeah. and then I nap as well. Same. Like sleep is like a giveaway for me. Uh-huh. If I'm oversleeping, I'm like, oh, she's like, something's going on with her. Yeah. <laughs> that or if I'm eating a lot of sweets, I'll suddenly start getting a lot of desserts. <laughs> chocolate makes me happier oh. <laughs> those are the types of things that are comforting for me yeah and then like i just get into this like scrolling tiktok at nighttime mm-hmm. and and like i love tiktok you know i'm on the app yeah. but i will just like doom scroll and i'm like yeah. oh my god that's so exciting and then i get all these ideas and i'll like make a list mm-hmm. literally i will make a list in my phone for all the things like oh, i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna try that workout mm-hmm and never ends. It's and like I'm when tired. you save something to your favorites, you're like, I'm going to do this later. And you uh-huh. never look at that. Oh, yeah. I have again. notes in my phone that are like, what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of list. Hey, Jay, will you close the door? Thank you very much. Our door's wide open and they're about to have lunch. <laughs> they're making guacamole. And it's, yeah, they're, wake, they're making guac, so it's about to get loud in there. Um, we want to talk about the baby list. Yeah, boundaries. it's been going around with some new moms. Yeah, it's definitely a, a newer trend yes, that you see where, like, moms are setting real boundaries for mm-hmm. if you're going to come visit my newborn, mm-hmm. these are the things you need. And, and also with their it. kids, I'm too. here for it because I feel like they've yeah. learned from, like, all of us mamas. Heck yeah. Older mamas. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, even now I've changed my thoughts on it. So oh, yeah. We want to go through that list and see what we 
agree with. Yeah, do disagree we agree? With. Do we disagree? Do we yeah. think it's necessary? We that'd be really fun. All these things. So yes. we've looked up some standard Pinterest lists that mm-hmm. you guys would probably look up whenever <laughs> you're expecting a baby and thinking, what is going to work best for me? Yep. And I will say, it may change with every child you oh, yeah. have. Because whereas like with Boston, I wanted everybody at the hospital. It's a mm-hmm. celebration. Let's do this. With Juliet, I was like, please don't come. Please, <laughs> please, please. We will schedule later. I'm going to be tired. So I think that it changes. So take everything that we say with a grain of salt and know that if you do it a different way, that's fine. Yeah. This is just our opinion. Oh, yeah. So it definitely of, changes. one of the most common ones okay. that people say is visit only if you've been invited to visit. Period. Do not show up unexpected. That's to, for the hospital and the home, Literally. in my opinion. Don't just show up unannounced. Yeah. Well, like the hospital, you don't know what we're going through. Mm-hmm. You don't know, like, if the baby's going through something. Yeah. And so showing up unannounced would be so, like, disrespectful to the mom. And, yeah. Oh, and oh my if, God. Could you imagine? we're not super tight either, like, you're not my sister, you're not my best friend, I don't want you to see me in a diaper. Let's yeah. be fair. My body's just been busted open in the most vulnerable way. And Literally. I don't necessarily want you coming in there and watching me waddle no. in my diaper to the bathroom yeah. whenever I'm, you know, fresh out of labor. And then Frankly, most people aren't coming to see us. Right. And it's embarrassing to do that in front of your husband, mm-hmm. let alone somebody that doesn't love you unconditionally that yeah. way. So I think that that can make moms uncomfortable without them even yeah. realizing that it would make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And sometimes your first, you don't realize that. Like beforehand, you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm going to be so ready for people to come and visit mm-hmm. me. Like, I'm so excited for that. And then it happens and it is traumatic yeah. and things could go wrong during your delivery. Mm-hmm. Things can go wrong and, and your perspective changes and you really want to bond with your baby during that time. Mm-hmm. So that one is for everybody. I feel like you should be aware. And even if it's like 30 minutes before, like check in, don't just come, like just mm-hmm. double check that I'm okay with it. Yeah. If I told you yesterday, <clears throat> yes. well, 12 o'clock sounds like it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Check with me at 11. Yes. Hey, is that still working out for you? Because maybe the baby did nap earlier yep. and they've just fallen asleep and, oh, now you're yes. going to come and I was really going to take a nap and I needed that break. Yep. You know, those things happen. And and try to be flexible to understanding that it's not that we don't want to see you. Mm. It's not that we suddenly don't care. We are tired. tired. We are surviving. <laughs> and, and, and we're also changing. It's a big change really to become is. a mom. It changes everything that you look at. I mean, how I watch movies, yes. how I look at the world, the way I carry myself. Yep. Everything has changed with being a mother. And it's changed every time I became a mother, mm-hmm. even to a new child, you know? Yes. So I In feel like, yeah, I feel like. Give yourself the grace to figure that out for mm-hmm. yourself without the visitors in your face. And anybody who makes it about them and is like, oh, well, I need to meet the baby. Yeah. Doesn't have your best interest at heart. No. Because at the end of the day, if you're telling them, hey, this is my boundary and they're pushing back, mm, bye. And if you feel uncomfortable with that, let your husband tell them. Yeah. Because I've had yeah. my husband be like, hey, you know, Cindy needs time. Let's mm-hmm. just wait and let them put it on them. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you are feeling emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put it on them, and they yeah. should be able to do that. That brings up something for me. Um, <laughs> I had a very interesting birth with Boston in the sense that I knew who I wanted to be in the room. Okay. And I knew who would want to be in the room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, okay, let's just put it out there. I wanted my stepmom in the room with me, right, okay. really badly, because to me, she is my mother. She is who raised me. She is, when she touches me, it brings me comfort. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. so I wanted her there with me. Yeah. But I also knew that my biological mom was going to come. Mm-hmm. 
And how do you look at her in that most vulnerable moment and say, I don't want you to be in here. Right. And it wasn't even that I didn't want her to be in there. It was more that I would feel most comforted if my stepmom was in there with Mm -hmm. me. And I knew that I was not going to be strong enough to say that out loud. But I also knew that I couldn't put that burden on my husband because there's a lot of trauma that comes behind that as well. Yes. My doctor did it. Me and my doctor had a very serious conversation on multiple occasions about what my birth plan was and what was important to me and what I needed from her. And when she walked through the waiting room and realized my stepmom was sitting in the waiting room with everybody else, all she did was point at her and said, I need you to come with me. And she brought her back to the room with me. And then my stepmom was standing there holding my hand, telling me that everything was okay. Let them be the bad guy. If somebody's stressing you out, have your husband tell the nurse, hey, tell them her blood pressure is getting a little high and she, she needs, needs to, to be clear alone. Yes. You know, that's They a have thing. ways of doing that. They have ways yes. of doing that to make you feel more comfortable. Take advantage of it. And don't you don't have to be the bad guy. Uh, I will say I still got um, the guilt of it. Of so it certainly doesn't <clears throat> alleviate it. Um, but it will help. And in yeah. those moments, you need all the help that you can get. I love that you spoke up your first baby because I was like... <sighs> I was just, well, and I was too scared to speak up myself, technically. I mean, I I had my doctor do it. I'm just glad that she realized, because whenever the time actually came and they said, who do you want to be in the room? Everyone was in the room with me. Mm. And all I said was my husband and my sisters. Because I couldn't say. Yeah, you couldn't say your stepmom at that right. moment. And, right. And which is so silly because I should feel confident enough to to say that. It's not my fault that me and my mother have the relationship that we have. I was the child. It was never my responsibility to fix that. Right. But it felt like it was. Oh, I bet. And it felt like if I don't give her this opportunity, then I'm making our relationship worse. And that's not fair to me because I'm not bonded in that way. Yeah. You know? Well, I think how you went about it was more respectable than maybe sometimes parents deserve. Yeah. And so for you to even think about that was just like so kind of you, mm-hmm. but you had to do what was right for you in that moment. Yeah. And that's what we got to do. <laughs> so if you're feeling like that, mm-hmm. if you feel like a situation like that is going to happen in your birth, talk to your physician, talk to your team, tell them what's going on. Even if you have a different physician that comes in to deliver, if you have like an emergency situation, tell Mm -hmm. the staff, have your husband pull the staff to the side and say, here, here's what's going on. This is what's happened. This is what she wanted. Yes. They will make it as easy as they possibly can for you. And you don't have to be the bad guy. You can just focus on having a baby. Yep. Because that's the most important thing that you're doing right That You're literally bringing life into the world. And you want it to be calm. Yeah. You want it to be how you always No negative energy. <laughs> and a lot of the times, like you have this idea of what your birth story is going to be like, and then things change. Oh, for sure. So then you're kind of devastated in the sense of like, well, I didn't expect to need an emergency C-section, right. and I didn't right. want to do. And there's there's things that you pictured, and you kind of mourn the sense of like, I didn't get this experience right. that I always imagined. So make it easier on yourself whenever yes. it comes to the relationships and the people around you. Don't let the people in your space, whenever you're having a baby, mm-hmm. stress you out. Yes. So. Period. Period. <laughs> and yes, don't show up if you've not been invited. Please do not. Because that's not cool. That's and then cool. an easy one that just goes without being said. Do not kiss my child. At all. Do not kiss him on the head, on the cheek. No, ma'am. And I don't care if you're the grandma. I don't care if and they're so like, cute. It's my grandbaby. No. Like, I should be able to kiss my... No. no. If I said you can't kiss my baby, I will thro- thrump you. 
so fast yes. if you go to kiss my child. <laughs> RSV is real. Throat thump you. Germs are real. There are things it's that happen jet. to teeny tiny babies and they end up in the NICU because your big germs are too big for them to handle. Yeah. It's nothing against anybody, right? No. We know you love them. We know yeah. you want to cuddle them. But I don't want my child mm-hmm. to get sick. Yeah. I don't want myself to get sick while I have my my baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Just come on. Respect that boundary. That goes without being said for anybody. I, I feel like hard. all moms will agree on that one. Yeah. That one's easy. <laughs> it's not that hard right. to not kiss them. You right. can refrain. You're an adult. You can refrain from kissing a tiny child. Yes. And if you can't, you don't need to be around that baby. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Period. So, <laughs> Again. <laughs> we agree with that one. And we that kind of comes to don't come around me if you're sick. Yes, that's if the next one. If you've been sniffling, if you've if your child is sniffling, mm-hmm. if you think that you could because you could be asymptomatic, okay? You can literally bring in something and not even know. Which I understand like you could also be asymptomatic and be like, "Well, I was feeling fine." That's a genuine mistake. Yeah. Okay? If you knew wholeheartedly, "Oh, well, you know, my cousin had COVID and we just hung out and had lunch this afternoon, but I'm going to go squeeze on this new baby." You're an asshole. Yeah. There's no need. There's yeah. time to You need wait. to make sure you are fully healthy yeah. or just wait a little while yeah. wait let, let us get some you know days behind us weeks behind us yeah. don't rush to where you're feeling good take some ginger send, shots send dinner you know <laughs> send dinner can we talk about how great that oh is oh my god that's the Ooh, best that is that's my go-to best. as now as a mom yep. that i will send people dinner mm-hmm. after they have a baby I think like I've done it for literally like everybody. We had Nate and Grace on our podcast a few weeks ago. They mm-hmm. had a, or a few months ago. They had a baby and I didn't want to know nothing else. I sent them to the gift card. I didn't even say nothing because I just knew if that happened to me, I'd be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I don't got to think about dinner. Just and that's it. just the best thing on the planet because you, you think you're going to be able to handle it all. Yeah, and no. you can. You can. But God, is it a relief yeah. if you don't have to. Or at least to not have to. to. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have to. Someone to take little things like that away mm-hmm. from you with glorious. I, I like the rule of like, if you're going to come over, help me. Don't just stare at me. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you see that I need to take a shower, yeah. can you offer me 10 minutes to hold the baby so that I can take a shower? Or, you know, one of my friends would come over and if there was dishes in the sink, she'd just start rinsing dishes and talking to me and being like, how have you been? And just trying to help. And I think that that is obviously saved for like your very close friends that you have that bond with. But in the same breath, those are really the only people you should be letting in your bubble in those first couple of weeks is your closest family and friends. Everybody else can wait. They can wait. Yeah. Anybody now listening, like when you're going into a home, someone invites you a mom, a new mama or um, experienced mom, whatever. Mm The first thing you need to ask is what they need, because sometimes, mm-hmm. like Paige says, I do want you to hold my baby so I can take a shower. But sometimes I want to sit there with my baby while you just talk about random things yes. or do my dishes. My mom is queen of this. She will literally walk in my house and collect every laundry basket from her. Don't ask me. She just does it because I'm going to say no. And she'll collect every laundry basket and she will start laundry. And I'm telling you, she'll flip it and do it all. And she has done that ever since I've had my son. We'll walk in and just do it. She won't ask me. Now to this day, she'll come over and she'll do the dishes in the sink. And I'm like, mom, you don't got to do that. She goes, yes, I do. I love these kids too. They're a part of me. This laundry is a part of them. And if it's going to ease you, ease your day as a mom, I'm going to do it. So she doesn't even ask. And so like for her, she can knows that boundary with me. Now, if you don't know that boundary, just go in and say like, hey, sit down. Like, let's just chat. And exactly what she says. Just start washing dishes. And even if the mom's like, no, no, no. Just be like, oh, no, no. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's that easy. Even rinsing them off. You've done so much more than you realize because you've taken five minutes off Check the dishwasher. Is it clean? Mm -hmm. You know? So that's what it's like to have a mom, huh? Oh, stop it. (laughs) 
I'm so jelly. She breaks me when she says I'm that. I'm so jelly. No, my stepmom's fantastic, you guys. Don't get me wrong. I do have a mom. But, but we my don't mom is live, very hands-on mom. Yes, we don't live yeah. near one another. Even now, she's moved from Hawaii. She's back in um, yeah. the States, lives back in Texas again because her husband has been deployed. Um, he's active duty army. Right. So she's got a lot going on as well as I have a 10-year-old brother. Yeah. Mm. I have a, a, a 10-year-old she's brother. An so mom she's an active mom. She's an active mom. So And as well as I have a 21-year-old sister and a 23-year-old right. brother. So I, I'm the oldest. I'm 32. I'm, I'm meant to take care of myself and do my own things as yeah. well as I'm further down the road yeah. than anybody else. So I don't have that village that shows up all the time. And I know that there's other moms that feel that way. So whenever I make these lighthearted jokes of like, oh, is that what it's like to have a mom? I'm not doing anything to discredit my stepmother. She's a wonderful, wonderful mom. But um, do I have I always dreamed of like having the mom that comes over and does dishes Absolutely. and talks to you and shoots the shit and like having that relationship? Yeah. I hope to have it with my daughter. Yeah. I hope to be able to be that person for my daughter if that's what she needs from me yeah. as her mother. Oh, I feel so lucky. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, we were like, do you have help? But I'm like, yes. Like mm-hmm. my mom and my dad are incredible. Oh my God. This brings me to a topic. I already know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> I already know what she's going to say because it literally brought my mind too. But anyways, I'm lucky, you as guys. As you I do not. It. I do not <laughs> discount that. Like if you have that, you just feel like, I can do it all because my mom will help me mm. and not everybody has that. And I'm so sorry because, but one day you're going to be that mom. Yeah. I know what she's about to say right now. Cause we had a discussion. There is a video online and you know what? Let me just start by saying this. <laughs> you guys have seen the video. <laughs> You've seen the video. If you haven't, you're about to be like, girl, what the, f-? <laughs> this video is so sad to me mm-hmm. because it's so obvious that this girl, this mother just doesn't understand that she can have a different experience than other moms. Right. And, and it's so frustrating. There is a woman online who went online and decided to do like a get ready with me style video. And the first thing she says is, I'm just going to say it. Being a stay at home mom is easy. It's not hard. And I think that y'all are actually just over exaggerating and saying that it's really hard because it's the popular thing to do now. Yeah. And I'm a working mom. I have a corporate job and me and my husband and my mother all take care of my six month old son. Yeah. And it's not I hard. I don't send my child to daycare. Yeah. I have my husband and my mom. Right. Yeah. So in my brain, the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, so you have a lot of help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You, you have, have three adults to one six month old. Yes. That's cool. Uh, can he move yet? Is he mobile? Is he getting into things? Has he yet destroyed a makeup palette, sister? Because you don't get to say that motherhood is so easy when you've been in it for less than a year. So I, she, she got torn to shreds, you guys. And you know, I'm not about that life. Yeah. <laughs> I am not about that life. Um, I just don't like the divide that she's no, created. That's what it is, is that we are stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. I don't count myself as easy. No. I don't think being a working mom is easy. Yeah. Like I've said I before, don't think either of these being things a mom easy. in all aspects, we are valuable to all. Mm-hmm. If you are a working mom, you are valuable. If you mm-hmm. are a stay at home mom, you know, if you're half and half. And so it came off really harsh because because yeah. she intended <laughs> she it to. So I thought she was rage baiting, you know, because yeah, this, has been, this has been done by how many people, yeah. how many how, every year there's somebody coming out saying it's easy to be a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the reaction you're going to get. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, she's got to be rage baiting because after I that, she, she didn't thought, respond to anything. And no, I thought, she did. Well, she said some of y'all in my comments are interesting. First of all, <laughs> when she said, while stay at home moms have responsibilities and rolled her eyes and squinted them as she said responsibilities as if I don't 
keep my child alive all day. That's a pretty big responsibility, sister. My main thing is you are actually trying to cause a divide between yeah. stay-at-home moms and working yeah. moms. I can't imagine how hard it is to wake up every day at 5 a.m. and pack yes. your kids and get all the things and get to, to work yes. by 8 yes. and do all those things. But I've also had working moms say to me, I can't imagine never getting a break. Yeah. Because when you go to work, that is somewhat of a break from your children. And I think that's what people aren't listening. They're, they're not listening to because they're like, oh, well, I don't need a break as a mother. Both are hard. Both are hard. Mm -hmm. Both are so freaking hard. But the person that I work with all day long doesn't speak proper English yet. And whenever I tell her no, doesn't understand. I don't get a mental break. Right. I don't talk to child. any adults. Yeah. I don't do anything yeah. mental. I mean, I can't even go to the bathroom but by both myself. Are hard. And the problem is, is that the divide is not fair because the moms who have to go to work also have guilt. Oh, hell they yeah. They hate, like, you know, although they're they like, feel like they're leaving yes. their kids. Although they're like, okay, I do get a mental break from them. I still have guilt that I'm like, okay, yep. well, I got to pick them up at five from daycare and I only get two hours from them. Yeah. I see that guilt. Am I doing enough? Yes. And I have to work because otherwise I'm not providing right. for the family. Oh, there's just and so much guilt around And that's why it made everybody it. mad. That's why it made me so yes. freaking mad. Because I was like, girl, you already know how much we are divided and how much we are pit against each other. Yeah. And frankly, and I'm just so tired of women on women crime. Yes. And it's the most that you see. Women are just out to ruin each other's mm -hmm. lives just because they dislike each well, other. When she said in the video, she said like, well, on a Saturday, I clean my whole house in two hours and then I'm bored. Yeah. And I'm just like. Sister, that's not it. First of all, we all carry the load of our children differently. Yeah. What's easy to you is not easy to you. Right. And right. that doesn't make my experience any less than no. yours. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, I could also clean my house on a Saturday morning in two yeah. hours. But guess what? It ain't going to be clean right after that. I have three kids, yeah, two they're kids running around. It. And life happens. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that's what it was. And this is why I thought it was rage baiting. Because I thought, there's no way mm -hmm. that you got to think this way. And no. I seen the comments that said, like, oh, it's giving jealous. And although it could, because she does look very sad behind her eyes. She does. Um, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say a working mom is jealous of a stay-at-home mom. Because both both are hard, nonetheless. Oh, but Cindy, <laughs> she works from home. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. She said, I go to my corporate job. No, she doesn't. Because then the next day she uploaded a day in the life video of her sitting down at her kitchen counter after she did her makeup uninterrupted. Keep in mind, no yeah. child interrupted her while she was That's doing her what makeup I or getting ready. Yeah. Not at all. Not yeah. even a sound. And she says, oh, you can't get ready during their nap. Mm, mm. You've not hit that stage yet. And I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because it does feel you do get confident yeah. around that six you to do. eight month period. You're like, holy shit, I've got this. They're sleeping a little better. And then they start moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then things change. But she works from home with her husband and her mother helping her and had the nerve to turn around and say, you stay at home moms actually have it easy and you're being dramatic. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I would never look at a, at a working mom and say, yeah, well, you get to take a break. And so you don't have it as hard as me. I can't imagine how hard you have it because no, I've never either. done it. So no. I truly can't imagine it, but I sure as shit wouldn't invalidate no. it. My, when I first initially watched that video, I was like saddened because I was like, well, what I'm doing is actually really valuable for my yeah. family. And I do have a hard time sometimes. And I'm like, well, shit, man, like. I guess I'm whining, but I'm like, but I do have a hard time carrying this load yeah. all day long. Mm -hmm. And so like, and she was invalidating exhausted. a whole group of moms when we're not trying to do that. Right. We're not doing that to you. We, we certainly didn't well, turn to you and say, you're so privileged because you get to leave and go to work, which no. that's, that's just not the we case. We see the side of that that is not 
what mm-hmm. you want. You know what I mean? We see the mom guilt of that. Yeah. And so like, I think that's what made a lot of people upset. There are moms in their houses that are struggling so hard mentally that their only escape is to get on TikTok and they watch someone from their bathroom uninterrupted doing her makeup with saying three people to help easy. her with a six month old saying it's easy and you need to just suck the shit up. Mm-hmm. Girl. I, I think she learned a valuable lesson. One could hope. Maybe not though, but... If anything, I hope that y'all hear this and understand that whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, you're doing something so valuable Absolutely. for your family and your children. Absolutely. So. I do agree with that completely. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I got a little... Now that we're sweating. <laughs> that just was... Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's rage baiting. Yeah. Because it's like, what what response did you actually think? Did she actually think she was going to get a bunch of working moms on there? It's like, you're right, girl. We should be friends because I agree with you. They all suck. <laughs> What the fuck? What are you thinking? But I'm telling you, there's always one that comes around. There, there was somebody is. last year who said it too. And I was like, girl, you can't be for real right Hashtag now. Bored. Even if that's what you believe, I'm just like, you <laughs> somebody can't pit us against each other. Some of our thoughts are supposed to be inside thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, goodness. So a lot of the next ones we're talking about boundaries. So mm-hmm. should we bring Jay in? Because I would love to hear his perspective on some of them. Or do you have another one you'd like to do? No, yeah. Come on over, Jay. Let's do come it. Come on over. Come on over, Jay. Baby. All righty, guys. Jay is back. Jay's corner. Now, <laughs> I do think we should have a dad's perspective to what y'all just said. I know. Give it to me. Give it yeah, to me. Yeah, we sent Jay the video, too. Yeah, we did. I Our group chat was on And Jay is a working at home dad. Yeah. He is a yeah. working oh, parent. Of five. I, I think uh, I sent them like five. a three-minute yeah, Message voice memo. I was like, <laughs> you know, like just spitting out because he works, has yeah. five children, yes. homeschools a child. Yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not, even dads can be upset whenever they see that type of invalidation. That's right. Yeah, because I, first of all, I hate the divide. I swear mm-hmm. that sometimes on social media, there always has to be a divide. It's yeah. one or the other. And I feel like people always have to put someone down to feel better about themselves. And that is the worst thing ever. If you have to do that yeah. to make yourself feel better. There's therapy. <laughs> um, so I, I, don't like, I don't like the the divide, right? Both contribute. Mm-hmm. And every family is different. What works for you will not work for you. Like our lives would probably not work for each other. Right. That's okay. Right. I didn't like that. I also think that mm, it came across a little bit entitled, in my opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that she works from home, I work from home. And the reason why I'm able to have four kids at home, homeschool, and work full time is because I have such a flexible schedule. Like I've said that a thousand times. So yeah. I just started homeschooling last week and I had so much anxiety because I didn't know if my boss was going to allow me more flexibility or what was going to happen with my schedule. Right. I was going to prioritize Grayson no matter what. Right. And so for her to be, my boss was like, hey, it's okay. We're Gucci and I said, okay. <laughs> so I have that flexibility. So I'm a, just from what I can see. First of all, her child is very young, so they take long <laughs> naps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can get a lot done when your child sleeps three hours. Or they're in a little area. Naps, and yeah. they're not very mobile. Yeah. Right? And then the fact that she works from home, let's be fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure her schedule is flexible. Mm-hmm. If she is doing work on the kitchen counter, mm-hmm. her job is extremely flexible, where right. she can stop and go do something. Stop right. and get a bottle. Stop and do this. So that is where I think it's privileged or entitled to say oh i mean i could easily do it and say Mm -hmm. guys i work from home (laughs) i have four kids at home and i homeschool full time with a job get it together (laughs) be better parents Mm -hmm. but why do that right so it it drove me a little bit crazy and what Paige said that sometimes our thoughts need to stay that was like uh stay inside of our heads word vomit Uh i feel like that video is word vomit and uh i just i can't imagine posting she got up to do her makeup to tell us (laughs) 
that, that stay-at-home moms are. Yeah. It shouldn't have been out there. That one should have stayed. That should have stayed in drafts. I <laughs> like, cannot wait for her child to be older, and I'm not wishing her bad, but for her to realize. That yeah. And even if her one-year-old is easy for her, right, chasing around one one-year-old is easy for her, that doesn't, like, make us less than. No. That's what's wild That's to what me. That's what I hope she realizes is that I hope in her motherhood journey she realizes that she doesn't have to invalidate other moms in order to feel good about her form of mother. No, she has, you can you can feel good and feel like I've got this shit. Oh my Without gosh. looking at somebody else and being like, for it's not that hard. Sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Jay has five children, little children. Makes it look easy. makes it look easy. And I have three, and I'm having a hard time sometimes. But he would never be like, well, I have these five kids, mm-hmm. and you can't handle yours, yeah. like. We, there's there's no comparison. He what he can handle, I can't handle. I couldn't yeah. handle five children. We shouldn't compare each no. other. No, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you're doing a great job. Exactly. I'm doing a great job. Whatever huh. your normal, whatever your life looks like, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And don't let some person <laughs> on the internet make you feel less than. That's right. Because that's not what social media is about. And I hope. Well, all I say is, when you're on social media, you should follow people that motivate you, uplift you, and inspire you. And that did not do any of those three. And I said. <laughs> That's right. Bye. <laughs> Block. <laughs> so we've been going over the list, Jay, of things we would like yes, to keep doing it. or whatnot. So um, we have some in here that um, not are only just for newborns, but for our children in general. Mm-hmm. And the next one is disciplining your children. Do you think that <laughs> um, others should discipline your children? Like, how does that go for you? Let's say grandparents are around. Yeah, this is what I want that like some people do allow their grandparents to like discipline their children. So I wanted to know, how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel? I think that our family members should be able to call attention to our children. Small things. Okay. Yeah. It is something where it is a little bit more where a conversation is needed or intervention is needed, then they should get the parents. Mm -hmm. Keep Uh, them safe. mm -hmm. Keep them safe and just say, hey. You shouldn't be standing on the table because mm-hmm. you're out of danger. But anything yeah. other than that that requires a strong conversation or anything yes. like that, it should be handled by the parents. Mm-hmm. You should say, hey, sweetie, get off the table. And then say, hey, Cindy, uh, your son's about to jump off the table. Right. Right. Something like that versus don't do that and mm-hmm. start reprimanding. Mm-hmm. I would not like that. The other thing is that everybody's parenting style is completely different. So Absolutely. How you parent your child is going to be different from hers and vice versa. So yeah. if you go and approach another child that's not yours with a different approach, it's not going to go well. No. So in my opinion, I think that we should just parent our own children and uh, yeah. people should just intervene and if needed. Even on that, I parent each child differently. Yes. Absolutely. Because what works for one child doesn't work for the other. Mm-hmm. Like with one of my kids, mm-hmm. if my head doesn't spin back around and, and, and <laughs> 360 and I don't you know right now uh-huh. there's just la la land we don't give a crap what you're saying but the other one if I even raise my voice whatsoever will be like they're okay. emotional you know yeah. they're just different in that sense and then other people from the outside they don't know that correct so like if one was to try to discipline one of your children that way mm-hmm. then you're gonna have to deal with that mm-hmm. and you're like well why would you even you know like yeah. Oh, I don't know. And that also brings me to like, do you remember whenever like your teachers could spank you? Oh my. Randomly that never happened for me. That was a Texas thing. Yeah. They were going to spank nobody in California. Oh yeah. No, that was a well, Texas was thing. Like, and I don't recall that. They had paddles. Did you get spanked? Yes. Paige. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, I believe it. Did Ben it, get spanked? I believe it stopped whenever I was like fourth <gasps> or fifth did. grade, but I, I'm pretty sure I was in second grade and I got spanked by the oh principal. Yeah. Oh my so. God. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, for oh, you know what I do? It was a paddle. 
Yes. Yeah, I guess I, I did it happen panel. to you though? No, it didn't happen to me. But yes, you could go to the principal's office and they would. Swap. Well, I feel it like called swatting. Yes, it was yeah, called it swatting. Was it might have held on a little longer in the southern states. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's crazy. So I'm all for like protecting my kids. So if I'm with Jay and Paige and my child is like on top of theirs mm-hmm. or going downstairs, please go ahead and say, "Hey, Bear, get down." And then Cindy, like, tell them, you yeah. know. But uh, if my child is in the way please come and get me mm-hmm. because i also have to discipline my children differently well and i think that they'll listen to you more yeah. than me i think for if i discipline then i'm just They're like, like if i were to discipline uh, bear yeah he'd be like dang she's she, rude she is me honestly i'm fun uncle jay <laughs> yeah exactly y'all can be the mean That's one true. Exactly. i am fun uncle jay somewhere well, what, we're, we're very aware of our children, though. Yeah. Like, I can see Bear from across the room what he is doing. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, we're very on top of our children, though. But some aren't, and that's okay. But, yeah, don't be trying to whoop my children. I don't Agreed. do that, so please do not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. All righty. So another thing, another one of the list is that if my child is crying, give them back to give me. Give them back to me. Me. No matter the age. <laughs> I don't care if you feel like you're the magical comforting touch. I am. Uh-huh. I want my child. Yes. So. Like as soon as they start crying, just like, oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And oh my God, don't fight me on it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're, they're fine. Fight me on they're it. fine. They're no. fine. I've got this. It's okay. Mommy, you just go over there. I've got. No. Girl. <laughs> you're giving me more anxiety. You're literally me giving baby. me more anxiety. Yeah, literally. Because <laughs> hearing the baby cry gives me anxiety. And yes. then I know they need to be comforted. And you're just standing there trying. Uh-huh. Whenever I, I yeah. can do this, I've got the magic touch. Hand yes. me my baby. So. I think it's interesting. So for me, I'm like, who, who's there when my children are crying? It's really only my mom or Kyler's family. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll come directly to us. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, let's say your child is crying and then an adult says, don't cry. Oh. oh, yeah. That would be like, mm, let me stoop in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we teach our children to communicate and to feel their emotions. Yeah. And so we're definitely not going to uh, tell them to stop crying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but that's what comes to mind when you think of that. Because, I mean, for the most part, the kids, no matter where we are, if they cry, they come directly to either Kyler and I. So Yeah. yeah. So do you have boundaries for each one of your children? Like, do you know their boundaries? You set boundaries? You know? They're kind of young to have boundaries yeah. just yet. Well, like for you, Paige, I know that you're very protective over Boston. Absolutely. And you're very aware of the people around you. Mm-hmm. So like for you, I feel like sometimes you are putting up boundaries. Because you're like, who's judging my child? Who's oh, yeah. watching me parent? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, that's kind of what I mean. And Boston is very different than other children as he's on the spectrum. So uh, how I parent him is going to be different. I'm, I'm going to be more patient with him right. as he understands right. things and he's he's gonna have more outbursts than mm-hmm. other children so the stares and you know the judgment is something i've become very aware of as an autism mom so yeah. i do protect him in the sense of like if i don't trust you you will never see my child he right. does not go to dinner with us whenever we have these big family dinners and right. things because i don't know those people around us and nobody's gonna look at him like he's less mm-hmm. so i keep him in a comfortable and safe space also because i feel like he thrives more there yeah because I don't ever want somebody to look at him and be like, God, why does your kid act like that? Yeah. Or exactly. to say something like that to him. Yeah. Cause he's absolutely wonderful. He's perfect. He he's, he's yeah. a great kid, but it does sometimes, does he randomly start headbutting? Yeah. Cause right. he stems and right. that's one of his stems. And if somebody was to look at me crazy, 
I, you know, I want to believe that I'm healed enough that I wouldn't pop off, but there is a protective part of me that would be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. yeah. You know? So I do, I do protect him in, in, in a different way than even Juliet. And, um, you know, she's a baby. Yeah. So it's very different. Yeah. And even, okay, so Boston and Dylan are both on the spectrum and B- Dylan is old enough to have his own boundaries right. and to express himself and to say what he expects from us as parents. So even my boundaries with Dylan are different than they are with Absolutely. Boston. So, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of, you you parent every child differently. And yeah. every child has a different boundary and what you feel comfortable with for them. Yeah. And so I think that um, learning who they were yes. and what worked for each child was the only way that I could get anything to work for me. Yeah. And I feel like Jay's maybe not thinking of this, but like, so Jay's children are adopted. Yeah. And so... I think that Jay has a very protective over mm-hmm. his kids, like because people don't know what his children have been through. Right. And so like sometimes and Jay will get so emotional about this because he has seen them where they've came mm-hmm. from. And so someone will say something, you mm-hmm. know, about some one of his children. And he's like, well, yeah, like they respond this way because of that or don't talk to them because they have this trauma. Mm-hmm. And so like you are protective in that way. You have a boundary. I, I am. So uh, one of the things is that people, you know, on TikTok or on my lives, they'll constantly say, oh, tell me what happened. Why Why were they uh, in foster care? Right. Why were these children in foster care? And I was like, uh, honestly, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not and, your uh, business to tell. No. Yeah, so that's one of our things is that even though we're on social media and we share a lot of our lives, right, we have put that boundary where we do not talk about other people's stories. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to this um, in many parts, right? As a foster parent, I'm not going to go and tell somebody else's trauma. Right. People always want to know, well, what did the parents do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's none of your business. If that person is on social media telling their business, then go find them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they will tell you their story, but that's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. My, what my children have been through, that's not my story to tell. That's mm-hmm. their story to tell. And if they get older and you're still watching, well... Then you'll know. Right. But uh, we don't do that. And when people ask me, I immediately say, that's none of your business. Right. right. You can ask me about my experience as fostering, Kyler's, our relationship, anything else. I'm pretty open. I mean, I'm open. Yeah. And so, but there's certain things that I don't. And like as a LGBTQ plus person, when people take also the story of saying, oh, this person's gay. It was really big when we were in school. Is that mm-hmm. people were always trying to out other people or call them yeah. out. And it's like, that's not your story to tell. Yes. It's no, horrible it's not. when someone <laughs> takes it away from you to tell your story and then now you have to come a second version right. of kind of clearing things up and then saying your story. So I'm, I'm very big. I yeah. don't like that uh, with the kids. And I would say that's a very big boundary yes. um, for me. And then, you know, as foster parents, one of the things that I have learned is that every child is completely different. And so oh, yeah. even as, as parenting, not just fostering child, um, every child is different. You cannot approach the child the same way. Right. So it drives me crazy when people say like a cookie cutter mentality where all the children are parented the same mm-hmm. way everything is doing. So Grayson is being homeschooled. I'm like, why isn't it Amor being uh, homeschooled? And I'm like, because Amor is doing great and thriving That's in this right. environment. Every child Grayson is different wants to be homeschooled and so now we're homeschooling him mm-hmm. and this is what's going to be best for this child this is what's best for this child right who knows of my other three kids if we were homeschool or not but again it's tailored to each child and i think that that's the best important thing is to tailor your parenting approach the way that you speak to them the way that you help them handle their emotions tailored to the child that's yeah. right i love that I that's a lesson everybody parent your kids differently yeah. it doesn't work for all of us yeah. no right Mm-mm. i agree Oh, Lordy. Well, thanks, Jay. Yes. Thanks for Thank you, Jay. Did you have something else for us? I do. <clears throat> okay, tell so us. So we've been talking a lot about some deep things, and um, 
I wanted to show some of the ways that y'all can get happy. Yeah, let's so do it. So I got this thing. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm a Pinterest boy <laughs> type of person, okay? And we'll post it on the Instagram so that way y'all can go and check them out. Yeah, give so us a couple. 20 ways to be happier. Oh, so here's a couple of things. See if now, we agree. Cindy yeah, he already does one. It's go for a walk. I All do. the time. Some fresh air, some mm-hmm. exercise. Always great. It's like so, if you're in a bad mood or you're in a in a funk, right? Go for a walk. Yep. And just the fresh air will kind of just lighten the mood a little bit. A change of scenery yes. is really great. So mm-hmm. great. Good so for your good kids. for you. If you're yeah. about to film a video that you're going to shame other people for their parenting, maybe take go a for a walk. Before <laughs> filming. How about that? Drink some water. <laughs> Touch grass. You know? So this one's really good, and I like to do this, and it's very random. People think I'm weird, but I like to give random people compliments. Aww. I love that. Because you that. never know what someone's oh, going through. Yeah. Last me- and this is in both ways. You never know what the words that you're going to tell somebody is mm-hmm. how they are, right? Mm-hmm. It could uplift them, or they're at the... The lowest part of their life. Yes, yeah. the lowest part of your life. And you kind of give them a little shimmer. So I love giving people compliments. And Kyler, oh, I love that. Funny, so I'll be walking down the hall, I'm like, hey, I like your hair. Aww. I do the same thing. And Mark is like, you're so funny. Yes, and I'm just like, I love your shoes. Anybody you taking so pictures? Today. Yeah, anybody taking pictures? I'm like, oh my God, girl, yeah. work yeah. that. Yeah, if you're and taking you selfies with a tripod, right. I'm like, period. Do you need help? Yeah. Like, what do you need, sister? <laughs> I will help you in that sense. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, this one's important. Is seek support. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Find a support Obviously system that, that works for you. you. To, be, to be happier. Like, we all know when our moods change or we know that we've been going through a lot. So maybe seek some support. I love that. Please do. Uh, be proud of yourself. That's Oof. hard. I think that's a hard <laughs> one uh, because sometimes, for example, for me, I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And then that's not realistic with five kids. I understand that. But in my mind, I want everything to be perfect. And so... Sometimes when one little thing is not there, I'm not proud of myself. Or if I have a painted image of what I want the whole day to look like and it gets ruined for like 10 minutes, I'm like, this this was a yeah. horrible experience. I wanted it to be an amazing experience for my family. Yeah. And so I think you just have to take a deep breath and be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plan for change. Mm. What do y'all think of that? Mm, that's difficult. Uh, I am a planner. So then when things get like hectic and I, I feel like I'm out of control, it does make me a little anxious in senses. So I can see how that would, you know, make people happy. I don't know if that one's necessarily for me. I feel like that is my life because being a foster parent, yeah. I'm literally always preparing for change. Yeah, I have, I have literally people. had 13 children in the last <laughs> uh, four years seven of them being newborns, my life is literally changed. <laughs> and I'm actually like enjoying that. Like, cause my husband just got to stay home now and I've enjoyed that change. So I'm leaning into that. So yes. One more, Jay. Give us one more. We'll post uh, it online. Listen to a podcast. <gasps> oh. I, I do this. I might no, have one. I, do, so. I, I might have a really good one. Uh, <laughs> a well, suggestion, maybe. I love listening to podcasts. I think it helps even sometimes as I'm working. Yeah. As a, uh, that I am very grateful to be working from home and allows me to be listening to podcasts while I'm at home. Yeah. Um, I listen to some podcasts. I listen to Joel Olstein before I go to bed every night yeah. for like some motivational inspiration, get me to calm down. Yeah. And there's so. a podcast on everything. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. literally everything. Also audiobooks. I was going to say, I love audiobooks. audiobooks if I'm like doing so the dishes, nice. yes. I'm currently going back through Harry Potter. I love it. Oh, it's I love magical. audiobooks, but I'm more on like the true crime. I will oh literally, yeah. I'll be going to sleep while listening to somebody get murdered. Oh my God. I'm That's like, this is so comforting. Investigative discovery. <laughs> this is so great. That's how Kyler is. So he <laughs> listens to, when we first got together, he was listening to this podcast and it's a story about all smiles Eve. Mm. And it's a creepy ass story. And like the first time I was sleeping <laughs> in this room and he was listening to it, I was like, 
I was like, oh my God, is this I, what you fall asleep? Literally, like I can have my headphones in listening to it. I'm like with my kids, like making their lunch. And if someone was listening to my head, they'd be like, she's insane. Mark will be like, you can't watch action movies, but you'll watch murder documentaries. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I wanted to share this with you guys. And I think that it's important, like if you're getting overwhelmed or you're kind of feeling yourself, right? Life can be hard. Yeah. Try to find different ways to unplug, mm-hmm. take a deep breath. And mm-hmm. just relax. Whether you pray, you meditate, you have to scream it out, take a hot shower, something yes. to unwind from the day because life can be hard, parenting can be hard. Easy for some, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, parenting is hard, and there's really no manual or anything. And yes, you can be so overwhelmed that mm-hmm. you just have to find something that'll make you happy or get you out of that funk. I agree. Well, that that you, also comes into like unfollow anybody that's making you feel oh, like yes. shit about yes. yourself. Because if you're online and somebody is making you feel bad, or like mm-hmm. you see someone, you see their videos, and you just get the ick, or you yeah. just get angry. Block them. Block them. I was going to say, don't them. even unfollow. Block them so like they don't show up. So you don't ever have to see them again because what? You, you don't ever have to see them again. No. This world is big enough where you could just be right. like, yeah. goodbye. Yep. And there's a creator for everybody. There's, yeah. you know, whatever your vibe is, whatever your beliefs, whatever you yeah. like. Yeah. Go find that mm-hmm. and, and be happy within that little thing. But you should go to social media to learn something, be motivated, to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. That's yep. what I think social media is for. Lots to learn I on agree. There. Thank you, Thank Jay. You, Jay. We'll post the rest of these on our yes, Instagram. We'll post them on Instagram, okay? Thank Bye, you, Jay. Awesome. <laughs> we dance to this every time, you guys, because it's just fun. It is. It really is. But no one else in this room can hear it, so we just kind of look a little <laughs> silly since it's in our headphones. <laughs> so this was fun. The list was fun. There's a lot of boundaries we gotta have. There's a lot of boundaries, and I think you should absolutely set them for yourself and for your children. I think it's a good idea to look up some that other moms are saying this is the way to go. That's right. That's yeah. right. Take advice from those mamas. It's a learning process. Oh, y'all. this was so fun again, Paige. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. All right, you guys, subscribe to us every Tuesday. We drop an episode, and as always, I'm Cindy and I'm Paige, and this is, is Mom's, Mom's the, the word. word, where we keep the giggles going and the love flowing. And until, until next time, time, Mom knows best, or at least she's trying her best. Bye, guys. Bye.